Hello, welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are back from Thanksgiving break, or at least a uh, break for me. We're recording on Monday because I got back home from Missouri uh, last night, and uh, it was a good trip, um, and so welcome to December. So, as always, I'm Jeff Hall, and with, with me, thankfully on this Monday mid-morning, is uh, Patrick Terry. We are here, and we are ready to uh, knock out December. We're getting into December movies. It's going to be award season before you know it. I think, oh, yeah. Baft, I think the uh, BAFTAs are coming up, which are the British Film the British Film Awards. Um, so I'm excited. I'll be excited about that because award season always is fun for me. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, Patrick, what's new? Well, it was my first week back at work. It was probably one of the better weeks, kind of interesting weeks. Yeah, good. So, good. But it was good. It was good. Kinda awesome. Get back at it. Yeah. Yeah. Good Thanksgiving. You know you're working. Yeah, I ate before work, took a plate, ate at work, and then the third plate I ate when I got home knocked me out. <laughs> that <laughs> was do done. it. <laughs> I was done. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, cool, man. Um, yeah, we had a good time. Got to see a lot of family. Got to see my grandparents, my mom, and uh, my brother, his his wife, my two nieces, and of course my grandparents. And uh, got to see a couple of good friends. I didn't get to see all of them. Uh, just not enough time, but I did get to see uh, get to see and hang out with a few. We kind of talked about you know we talked about some movies and everything. And my friend Tiffany, who listens to the show, said she she actually enjoyed Midway as well. I uh, I'm still gonna red box it, and just kind of just go with there. Yeah. Um, we talking about holidays, obviously, and you know my kind of aloofness towards it, and just like okay, yeah, it's whatever. And then got talking about uh, people that use the hashtag blessed, and then it's like you know people that do the hashtag blessed, you know whatever. So then we kind of started a running joke about uh, starting a hashtag blessed whatever. And I've kind of decided I'm going to start kind of instead of like do the Merry Christmas, which I don't do, or Happy Holidays. I'm just going to say Happy, Happy Hashtag Bless Whatever. So I figure it might catch on. Maybe. It might. Yeah. I bet Ruth will make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's a good trip. It's always good to see family and friends. It's always uh, never long enough, as most trips generally are. Right. But tomorrow's York's uh, ninth birthday, so we're gonna record this, and I gotta hustle out to uh, bring cookies to his lunch. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, and then we'll be doing birthday festivities throughout the week, and taking him to dinner. I guess that's about it. And he'll do presents. He didn't really want a party. I've been asking him for three weeks. No party. Nothing. He didn't. I mean, he never got back to me. I'm like, bro, your birthday's in like three days. So, whatever. So, anyways, we're just gonna. You just wanted cookies. That's cool. Cool. We'll do that. Easy right. knockout. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. So I guess kind of cut up, and then you know December's in full gear. So uh, that's about it. Um, I'll let you go ahead and go first. All right. Today this sure. is your not let you, but I mean it's your turn. I guess is how I should put it. So I'm finally gonna talk about black and blue. Uh, this is a movie back from October 23rd. 
uh, has a runtime of 108 minutes. The budget was 12 million, and I did some updates as far as how the box office is going. The opening was 8 million, and then as far as the gross domestic, it's uh, 21 million, and then worldwide 22. So it did kind of make back his money. Good. And um, basically, uh, it's an action thriller about a rookie cop played by Naomi Harris, and uh, her name is uh, Alicia West. And she inadvertently captures a murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam. And after realizing the murder was committed by corrupted cops, she teams up with the one person from her community who was willing to help her, who was played by Therese Gibson, and his character's name is Mouse. Okay. And so she just basically tries to escape both from the criminal seeking revenge and then the cops that she caught on body cam. And we just follow her through that. Um, and the way she gets on this, the way she inadvertently captures it, she gets put with another cop to run around with him and he gets a call, like a literal call on his phone call about needing to take care of something. And it's at a, um, old rundown warehouse. He advises her to stay in the car, but something happens that has her get out of the car and then something happens that causes her to investigate the warehouse, which is how she comes across the situation and boom. Now she's on the run. Uh, it does kind of look at like how corruption does affect police departments, and you know it's not all bad, but you got the rotten apples that kind of spoil the bunch. Um, but it was, it was a pretty decent movie, uh, paced well, and yeah, I thought it was pretty. I, I wanted to see it twice, but I haven't got a chance to do that. Okay. But is it, I think it's worth checking out, whether you red box it or if you caught it in the theater or. Check it out from the library. It's okay. definitely worth checking out. Okay. Uh, one thing I did notice before I watched the movie, I was looking at some reviews, and there was a lot of, a lot of negative reviews about yeah. it. And um, so it, it's not, I don't I wouldn't say it's propaganda, like it's trying to do the black lives. It's, it's it could be it could have replaced the characters, switched it around, revolt. You know, didn't have to necessarily be a, a black cop that saw this. It could just been anybody in this situation that, when you know, corrupt cops doing bad right and they feel like they need to be exposed because it's not it's not good yeah yeah and um but it was a good movie open mind just worth checking out okay yeah well, as long as it's entertaining right because it's not trying to be anything it's not no it's just it's, just it's like a normal movie that just happens to have corrupt cops it was set in louisiana and um but it's just yeah because new orleans is filmed it's cheap to film it yeah <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's like any other normal movie. I don't okay. think it had any other agenda behind it. Right, just but a, just but the people that are writing, the, <clears throat> excuse me, they were reviewing it. They're reviewing it or trying to read more into it than what, it, what it's yeah. trying to actually be. Yeah, I mean, they okay. might be trying to bring awareness to it, but it's not like beating it in your head. Mm-hmm. And um, second movie, Frozen 2. Which basically picks up from where the last one left off with your surviving characters. You have Anna, Elsa, uh, Kristoff, Olaf, Sven. And this is basically following... They're they're trying to figure out the origins of Elsa's powers. Yeah. That's that's ultimately what happens here. Uh, So it was released November 22nd, runtime of 103 minutes. I couldn't find a budget for it. Like it wasn't listed. Looked on Wikipedia. Looked on IMDb. There's no for Frozen Two. Yeah, there's no budget. find a budget. It's not listed. That's it's weird. Very weird. 
Yeah. But the opening week, it uh, did like a little over 103 million. I mean, 130 million. And then domestic gross so far, 287 million. And then as far as the worldwide, a combined almost 740 million. So I'm pretty sure it made back as much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, it's just weird that I couldn't find the actual. That is odd. Actual budget. Um, it does start off with. I mean, the trailers kind of doesn't don't really tell you much, because you know they had that one shot of her on the on the beach, Elsa on the beach, and she's trying to ride, you know, across the water using her frozen powers to um, ride the waves. But you know, it doesn't really tell you much about what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's well, and that's one of Disney slash Marvel's kind of. That conglomerates, I guess is a good way to call it. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things they do best about trailers. Mm -hmm. They never really tell you what it's about. Yeah. I mean, any Marvel movie, it gives you enough, just but you still don't really know what it's about. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, was pretty much, I don't remember a Star Wars that's actually given the plot. Right. But um, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I still think, as far as the music goes, the first one had better music. The songs. I've heard that too. And uh, but the songs were pretty decent. Kristoff, uh, his character kind of got the short end of the stick as far as any development or any activity to do in the movie. Oh, he's just kind of he's just there. there. Yeah, yeah. More focus on Anna and Elsa. Elsa. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and Olaf was a little annoying in this one. I liked him <laughs> in the first one. Yeah. But he was, was the most Jar Jar levels of annoying. <laughs> but uh, you know, the kids will love it. I actually went by myself because my daughter didn't want to see it. She's one of the few that didn't like the first one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I asked her several times, like, did you want to see Frozen 2? Are you too? sure? And yeah. she's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. So I went to see it after work. And mind you, this is a 10, the movie started at 1020. Yeah. I get there about 1030. There's kids there, about four or five years old. It's 1030 at night. <laughs> but, I mean, when the movie started, they were quiet. And um, it was it wasn't a horrible experience. I was expecting a lot of noise, but it was cool. Okay. But it, it's a good sequel. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to go during Thanksgiving break, and just plans didn't work out um, that way. So we'll try and catch it um, this week for sure on that. So maybe we'll have to deal with the crowd because I went back to see. Uh, what did I go see? Uh, 21 Bridges, but I'll talk about that next time. Um, oh, we got time. Go ahead. That's what right. I'm talking about. You got time. Well, but anyway, when I went to see 21 Bridges, there was like, you know, kids were out. And there was tons tons of kids. Oh, okay. Cars, I like it. 21 Bridges? going to see Frozen 2. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like. So maybe seeing it a week later, you'll probably won't have as many kids. Okay. You won't have to run into that big crowd. Yeah. I'm. That's not really... I've heard my feelings too much. <laughs> um, so, 21 Bridges. It stars Chadwick Boseman. Uh, this had a release date also of November 22nd. Runtime, 99 minutes. So, it's relatively short. Uh, budget was $33 million. Opening was about $9 million. Domestic gross, 19 Okay, it's almost made its money back. And then the worldwide gross is 22 So, it's still got oh, a little ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's only been on a week or two, so that's not bad. Now, the advertisement was saying movies from the Russo brothers. So I was thinking that they were directing. 
No, they're, it's producing. They're producers. Yeah, they're so producers. I, I interpret it that Unless way. Unless it says in there they're from the directed, from, yeah, directed, you know, from yeah. the from the, the directors that brought you and then. So, was, yeah. yeah, so they're acting as producers. The director is Brian Kirk, who mostly directed television. Okay. So I think this is probably his first feature, feature film direct. Uh, stars Chadwick Boseman as Andre. You have Sienna Miller as Frankie, J.K. Simmons as uh, Captain McKenna. You have uh, Stephen James as Michael and Tyler Kitsch. And I was like, I know that's I know that Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, yeah. Gambit from that yeah, awful yeah. Wolverine and, movie. <laughs> uh, John Carter from Mars and oh, Friday yeah. Night Lights. I've seen that one. And uh, what was that? That one with him and Aaron Taylor Johnson. It was an Oliver Stone movie. Uh, it was not very good. One. Counselor? Is it a counselor? I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Stephen James is Michael and Taylor Kitsch is Ray. They play the guys that cop killers. Yeah. Then you have Keith David as Deputy, Chair, uh, Deputy Chief uh, Spencer. So, uh, NYPD Detective Andre, played by Chadwick Bozeman is uh, thrown into a citywide manhunt for a pair of cop killers after uncovering a conspiracy. Uh, so to find the perps, he suggests to lock down Manhattan and closing 21 bridges to keep them from escaping. And um, the action was good. The performances from the actors were pretty good as well. I did find it a bit predictable. About 30 minutes in, I was able to figure out kind of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so, But it was cool to watch it play out. And it played out. Almost the way I was thinking, maybe a little different here and there, but even though I was, I figured it out it was still entertaining and engrossing as far as you know watching it play out. Pretty good. I might check it out again. Okay. So I think it's worth seeing. Okay. Yeah. Now, so so far out of the ones you've mentioned, between Twenty One Bridges and Black and Blue. I'm going to pose this question to you. If you didn't have a regal pass, would you be going to see those movies either? Anyways. Yes. Or, okay. Is now when you'll be like, you know what? If I didn't have this, I probably would just rent this on Redbox and just call it a day. No, these two were movies that I was definitely... Going to go see. No. Okay. I just wanted to... Because sometimes I think... I mean, if I had more time to go see movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that, that I would try and see, like, everything. But there's some that I've gone and seen that had I not had, you know, either back when I had Movie Pass or when, I, or even with this Regal one, right? I probably wouldn't actually see in theater. I'd probably just go see... It's probably Fred midway Box. for me. Midway. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. <clears throat> you got one more, right? Uh, no, I think that's... Queen that's and Slim? Uh... I guess I can speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Queen and Slim, the cast, you have um, Danny Kaluuya as Slim, uh, Jody Turner-Smith as Queen, which is weird. I don't think they ever called each other these names. I don't recall them ever saying it, like, hey, Slim, hey, Queen. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't recall that. Uh, but Joni Turner-Smith, I believe this is her first starring role. She has appeared in other... TV shows and films and shorts, but I think it's the first starring role. Because I don't remember her or recall her being in anything in the movies I looked up. She wasn't really listed high, so I think this is her 
major starring. Uh, you have Bokeem Woodbine as Uncle Earl. You actually have Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers playing uh, Mr. Shepard. Looking kind of... I mean, he still looks the same, but he's, you know, age. He's aged quite mm-hmm. since then. Uh, this movie had a release date of November 27th. Runtime, 131 minutes. So it's a little over two hours. Uh, the budget was between 17 and 20 million. Opening, uh, a little over 11 million. Uh, box office for domestics, about 15 million. And then worldwide, about the same. So it's still got a little bit to go. If it's $17 million budget, then it's, it's right almost almost there. Um, so far as this movie, it's directed by Melina Matsukas. Uh, she directs uh, music videos, commercials, television shows. I think this might be her first feature film that okay. she directed. Because everything I looked at was television or music videos. Um, this story, uh, Queen and Slim go on her first date. And afterwards, they're driving uh, either home or to go hang out somewhere else. And they get pulled over by a police officer because uh, Slim, who's driving, kind of swerves in the lane. Uh, during this traffic stop, he gets asked to get step out of the vehicle. Didn't really, you know, you see it in the trailer. He didn't really have a reason to do it. Um, at some point, Queen steps out of the vehicle, which kind of doesn't help the situation at all. But she uh, reaches yeah. for her phone, as you see in the trailer, and the cop shoots at her. And after that, the cop's gun gets knocked away. And um, uh, Slim does get control. He grabs the gun, shoots the cop. Killing them, and then they're on the run. And this movie just basically oh follows them. Oh, boy. <laughs> so this basically just follows them on their journey trying to get away from the cops and avoid either arrest or being killed themselves because, you know, that doesn't get taken lightly. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Right. And um, performances were good. Um, first, you know, chemistry, I was like, well, this is the first date, so now I don't have much chemistry, so that was pretty well displayed. Um, overall, I liked the movie. The only thing that kind of made me mad was how it ended. So if you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it just, I didn't like how it ended. I was disappointed. Mm. Mm. But it's a good movie. It's just, yeah, just be ready. <laughs> it's either going to make you sad, it's going to make you mad. Right, yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... <clears throat> Since I was out of town, and mm-hmm. even before that, I don't even, I can't remember if I talked about Terminator last episode or not, that's how, um, how crazy my brain's been. I don't know if he gave me two cents or not. Okay, um, so. well I can do that real quick. Right. So that, that is the last movie I've seen in theaters, because I actually forgot that I saw it. <laughs> that, that should tell you kind of how memorable it was for me, I guess. Um, it's not to say that it's a bad movie, it's just I, I've just had a lot going on, so. Yeah. Um, but I did find it entertaining. I would say, you know, it's kind of goes back to the question I was asking you. Would I have actually gone and seen that in theater? I still would have, but... Having it helped? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it, it wouldn't have been when I was rushing out to go see. I mean, obviously, and I really wasn't, but out of what was out, it's one that, um... It is one that I uh, 
since it was that it helped it just it was the one that was gonna be more entertaining as to what was currently at the time so right. i was like okay this is gonna be i'm gonna have more fun watching this than, than whatever options were available yeah we're a little more serious and kind of you kind of had to sit down and just kind of focus whereas this one you can sit down and just kind of turn your brain off and still enjoy it yeah. and that's kind of what i guess more or less was in the mood for at that time so i chose to see that um it was entertaining yeah it's fine it's um i have issues with the some of the timeline issues as far as their decisions i think they need to leave the franchise alone i think just let it go just yeah it's time just to let this one just just sit there yeah um really they could have stopped after two but again like i said when you saw it i've seen all of them um so i did enjoy it i mean it's it's good i love Mackenzie davis who's the one that played the hybrid um she's in a show that was on amc it's now on i think it's still on netflix called halt and catch fire it's a show about basically computers and the eight you know computers becoming more mainstream and uh, during the uh, early 80s and this company trying to get off the ground. Anyways, it's, it's it's good. It's a good drama, but there's a lot of comedy in it. And uh, she's one of my favorite characters in it. So I really like her. And she was in Tully. She played Tully in Tully. And that's also one of my favorite movies, too, from a couple years back with Charlize Theron. Um, so, anyways, to see her do kind of a badass role was nice. Right. I uh, it was kind of cool, um, but I kind of like her quirkiness, um, kind of those kind of roles. I think I prefer prefer that. I think serious. yeah, and it's not because I don't think she'd make a good action star. It's just that from what I've seen her in, I kind of prefer her in those style roles. I think she shines more. Um, right. Her character, I felt like they could have. I don't want to say they could have put anybody in. I think she was miscast for that role, but I enjoyed. Right. But I'm not gonna say no to watching her in movies because I like, I really like her acting. Uh, but she might have been miscast. But I think she's a phenomenal actor. So I mean, she did good. It's just, yeah, maybe it's just because I'm I'm biased, just because I've seen her in a lot of other roles and right stuff. Anyways, it was good though. I mean, I I, I did enjoy it. So and Arnold's Arnold and. Linda Hamilton, seeing her again, yeah, that was fine. I just don't think they really added a whole lot to the characters by bringing them back. It was pretty much the same. They were just... Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, so they stopped the... So they stopped the apocalypse or whatever, even the Skynet, you know... Judgment Day. Yeah, Judgment Day. (laughs) Just to just have a different Judgment Day. I'm just like... Uh, yeah, this is the point. If you're having to do that, that's when it's time to stop making the movie. Because it's pretty much <laughs> the franchise. It's like you're good. Terminator Two, just years later. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but it is entertaining. The visual effects are great. I mean, it's that kind of a movie. There is a lot of great action scenes. Not my favorite. Not my least favorite. Kind of in the middle. Um, but if you're looking for something, just you know, just to kind of turn your brain off and watch. Yeah, go see it. If you like the franchise, I don't think you'll dislike this movie. Um, so that's the last one I've seen in theaters. Okay. Um, so then, uh, 
while I was on, while I was uh, on Vic during Thanksgiving break, actually Thanksgiving morning, and if you follow our Facebook fan page or our Instagram page, you'll know because uh, I posted about it. Uh, I was up early Thanksgiving morning and decided to watch Brittany Runs a Marathon because on a day where you eat, or at least most people eat a lot, um, I decided to watch a movie of someone getting into shape. <laughs> it kind of humorous. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, oh, this is kind of fitting. <laughs> Um, so I watched Britney Runs a Marathon, finally. I've been wanting to see this for a while, and it never was playing at the time I could go. And it was just really irritating. Yeah. It was limited. It, it didn't, uh, it, it was at playing at like one theater at odd times that, yeah, it just never worked out. And then it was like here and gone. Well, now it's on Amazon Prime. So I'm very, I was very excited, especially when I found out that it was going to be on Amazon Prime. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, sweet. And then I saw that it, that it had uh, dropped, much like me with running. <laughs> it had dropped. And so I got a chance to finally watch it, and I was very excited. And uh, Ruth was a little upset because I watched it without her. But I'm like, it's on Prime. We can watch it again. Like, sure. I'll gladly rewatch this movie. It's a fun movie. Uh it's very inspiring. Basically, it's based on a true life story uh, of the... So, first of all, it's directed... Uh, hold on, i got to pull it back up. So, it stars Julian Bell, um, who plays Brittany, who um, decides that to make positive changes in her life, she's going to train for the New York Marathon. So... Kind of the backstory on this, it's based on a true story. The writer and director of the film, Paul Downs, I'm going to butcher the last name, Colasio, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, It's based on his his, uh, former, his roommate, the person he used to share an apartment with. Uh, It's based on his, her real life experience of, you know, and everything. So they... So it's great because Brittany kind of doesn't really, she has kind of a job, but doesn't really do anything. Her other roommate is like an Instagram influencer or a social media influencer, but really, and you know, has Brittany try and go out and do things with her, but she decides just to stay at home and not. Right. Um, she's social, but she's also kind of awkward. So she's like the funny friend that, you know, doesn't make very good life decisions. Okay. All of a sudden, you know, just kind of one day, she kind of decides she needs to make a positive change. So, uh, the neighbor that lives above her, uh, Sharon, played by Jennifer Jennifer Dundas, Dundas, um, is a runner. So, she decides she's going to kind of start running too, and then they start running together, and then they make a new friend, and then... It's about them trying to train, trying to train. She's trying to do better. She's basically trying to get rid of all her old habits. So her roommates kind of gotten to the point like she doesn't, I don't want to say doesn't like her, but since they don't do this, they don't go drinking, they don't go partying, and they don't go do all these different things that she's hanging out with other people. She's making better decisions. Yeah, making better decisions. She's There's a clash there, but 
It is a funny movie. It is funny. It's very inspiring. I mean, it's I mean, it's not going to inspire me to run, but it'll, but it's inspiring to to try and make positive changes and see the and see what kind of difference it makes in your, you know, what kind of when you make positive changes, the differences it makes in your life. Like for me, when I when I stopped drinking sodas back in March, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it for a month just for kicks. Mm-hmm. More of a I dared myself more or less. And just how much better I feel physically as far as I don't feel as run down because of the soda, you know, just to the, the acid and everything. I don't have as much, ref, you know, TMI. I don't have as much reflux, so I don't burp as much. Everybody wants to know that. Um, but I just don't feel as heavy. Like, I don't feel weighed down by the, slu- by the sluggishness of it. So, to me, I could kind of relate in that respect. because, And then when I quit candy in April, or I guess into March... Yeah. Um, for April, you know, I started losing weight that way, and I haven't done anything else different. Um, and should, but I haven't yet. Um, but I can kind of relate in that respect that, you know, just trying to see the difference that it's made and how I feel physically making those type of changes. Right. Um, however, I'm not giving up my blueberry muffins. i got to draw the line somewhere. Right. So I'm keeping my carbs a little bit. And then, of course, uh, so water, coffee, you know, one. Um, but it is, I, I highly recommend this movie. If you have Prime, please please do yourself a favor and watch this movie and and let me know what you think. I absolutely love it. It's one I'll definitely watch again. It's 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 that little independent film that could, you know, in the, in the sense that, you know, it's a success and it's, you know, it's, it's well made. I think the fact that the writer and director knew you know, it's based on his old roommate. Right. That it brings a lot of extra attention to character and story development and trying to stay true to it. Right. And the reason of him doing it, making that the reason why, you know, how you, how you can tell there's a lot of love, I guess is how I'm kind of trying to word it. There was a lot of care and attention to it, and it's a cute little film. I really enjoyed it. I think other people should watch it, so... Brittany runs a marathon. Julian Bell, who's, I think she was in Workaholics. Is that what she's from? I don't know. I've seen her in other movies. She was in um, Rough Night, which is really funny, too. Just kind of a, it's the Scarlett Johansson, like, bridesmaid type movie. But it's okay. it's actually fairly funny. I, I was kind of surprised. Um, but, yeah, she was in 22, uh, Julian Bell was in 22 Jump Street, Rough Night, Office Christmas Party, Inherent Bias. Apparently she's going to be in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. So that's awesome. Um, but, and she's done vo- you know, voice act work as well. But, yeah. And, uh, so please, go check that out. Um, secondly, so, got home last night. I'm like, I was like, damn, we're recording tomorrow. I need to have something to talk about. Completely forgetting that I'd seen Terminator. <laughs> right. So, and uh, so I was like, I'm only going to have one movie to talk about. So this is going to suck. Um, but I was like, oh, wait. I'll watch The Irishman. So after everybody went to bed, I started doing laundry and started watching The Irishman. So The Irishman is in limited release. And the reason why it's in limited, it's a Netflix movie that's in limited release so that it could be, it can qualify for for the award season. 
So, because you have to be in theaters for like, or you had to be in a certain number of theaters for a certain amount of time, and it's trying to check those boxes, more right. or less. Right. If you can sit through this three and a half hour movie in the theater, kudos to you, because it fills every bit of that three and a half hours. Because, you know, yes, I know, Endgame's three hours long. This is three and a half hours long. Endgame feels like it's two hours long. This feels every bit of the three and a half hours. It's because that last hour felt like 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is very much, it's Scorsese. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all about the talking and the style. So. <laughs> I might have to break that up. <laughs> oh, man. So basically the Irishman is about, it's about a, uh, he's not a hitman. He's just. It's about this guy that worked in, worked for the mob. Uh, that uh, it's his accounts on what possibly happened to Jimmy Hoffa towards the end of his days. So it takes you through. So, so it takes you through all that. So it stars Robert De Niro. I mean, it stars if you if you know an actor from the seventies and eighties that was in a Scorsese film, they were in this movie. Robert De Niro plays Frank Sheerhan, who's the Irishman. That was his nickname. He, uh, they did, so uh, Industrial Light and Magic was in charge of the de-aging for the computer, uh, computer de-aging of the characters in the movie. So that's De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, all those guys got the de-aging process. Yes. Check it out, then. We'll see how they look. They look like they didn't previous movies you've already seen them in so i mean they yeah they i mean they look great so i mean the only problem is for me that took me out of the story a little bit because de niro's got these blue eyes these bright blue eyes that are bright blue for part of the movie Mm -hmm. but not all of the movie so it's kind of distracting so i don't know if they just brightened it up during the de-aging parts or what but it 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 really kind of took me out. I'm like, yeah, these are kind of distracting. So, I mean, visual effects are great, and and using new, the newest technology in your movies is great. But when when it becomes a distraction, it takes yeah. you out of the movie and yeah, kind of good. yeah. So, but uh, anyways, so Pacino, Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa. Joe Pesci plays uh, Russell Buffalino. Harvey Keitel's in it, plays Angelo Bruno. Ray Romano's in it, plays uh, Angelo's, or, uh, Russell's brother, Bill. Bar- Bobby Cannavale's in it. Anna Paquin's in it. Stephen Graham, who was in, uh, I think he was in Gangs of New York. He was in, uh, he played, I believe he's the one that played Tommy in uh, Snatch. So, and yeah, a couple of, some other movies. Jesse Plemons is in it. Comedian Sebastian, I'm always going to mess up his last name, Maniscalco, I think that's how you pronounce it correctly. And uh, Jim Norton was in it. Comedian Jim Norton was in it, played Don Rickles. I was like, if anybody should play Rickles, it should be Jim Norton, because he's basically the modern-day Rickles-ish. So, huge cast, which explains the $159 million budget for the film. So... That's in a limited release, so it's not like it's going to get that back. 
So Netflix just sunk in a crap ton of money into a movie that they're just banking on subscribers, I guess. I don't know how... I can't. I just don't know how all that works. I don't know. It, the, it boggles my mind, though. Nonetheless, movie got made. So yeah, it follows the, it follows the life of Frank Sheeran. Sheeran, like Ed Sheeran. There we go. Um, follows his life, uh, kind of being introduced to Pesci's character, starts working for him, doing jobs, and then and uh, working with unions, and then he gets, you know, becomes a kind of a union boss, mm-hmm. and starts doing that, and it becomes he gets introduced to Jimmy Hoffa, becomes really close and best friends with Hoffa um, throughout all of that, through all the different, uh, throughout that life. And, yeah, and then the kind of shows, the movie depicts what, according to, and it's based on, on a book, too, uh, I, Hear you Paint, I Hear You Paint Houses. That's the name of the book. Which is basically just code, you know, like mob talk for code. Um, and he says, yeah, and I do carpentry and cleanup work, too, which means he takes care of things after yeah. things are done. So he, uh, so in it, the movie talks, it shows at the end what they think, according to the book, what they believe happened to Hoffa after, you know, during, when, during his, dis, quote, I'm do, can't see it because it's a audio podcast, not a visual medium. Right. Um, I'm doing the air quotes, disappeared. <laughs> um, and then uh, kind of Frank's later days. I really want to like this movie a lot. I really do. Because I, I like Martin Scorsese. And I love these actors. I did not love this movie. I thought it was okay. I don't think they, the only thing they brought new to the movie was the de-aging. So I did make a few notes. I put three and a half hours, three exclamation points. <laughs> this movie, you could take an hour out and it would be just as good. It might, it may even be better because it would force them to be more tightly edited. Right. And instead of just being like, well, it's Netflix, so we can make it as a, if you're going to make it three and a half hours, make it a miniseries. It might what? You can make it six 42-minute episodes. I don't know how the math works out, but something like that. Right. They didn't. So, um, I thought the music was too loud at the beginning. Like, when they, because you know how Scorsese likes to lay in different songs from soundtrack, you know, yep. from the time and all that. The music was too loud and the dialogue was too loud. So I was constantly turning it up and then turning it down and turning it up and then turning it. So they had music playing in the background. Yeah, like you know, well, yeah, they would. It would start out the music, you know, with the music, you know, you know, whatever song, whatever fifty song was playing, and then, then it would guys would start talking, and then you're like, okay, yeah, you know, the music would stop, and then the guys start talking, then you got to turn the, because you had to turn, I had to turn the volume down because the music was too loud. I was like, all right, this is too loud even for me. So then, I had to turn, then they start talking, and then I can't hear them. Got to turn it back up, and then again, it, well. <laughs> it yeah, I just uh, it was frustrating. Um, so yeah, so I, and it was just for like the first half of the movie, it was like that. Okay. There's a lot of things for the first half of the movie that were, and see that's the thing. It felt like there's two different movies, in the sense that 
the what the style it was shot the overall like not direction but the way it was made, put together right. just seemed different the second half than the first half like I prefer the second half better than the first half of the movie it's almost like they had a different team for each almost I don't know <laughs> but yeah I already talked about how De Niro's eyes were kind of the de-aging was distracting there's a couple of scenes where I don't I don't know if Al Pacino has fake teeth like not fake teeth I don't know if he's got dentures okay but there was a couple of scenes where it sounded like his dentures were loose. And that's not an age thing. That's a, just the way he talked, the speech was kind, di- of, slurred. kind of slurred and kind of slipped a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, so again, it was kind of just Strange. took me out and kind of took me out. Of, like, And that's kind of, you know, you're kind of like, well, these guys aren't spring chickens anymore, but. It does seem like they could kind of fix that. Right. <laughs> Whoever doing that, I, they didn't they didn't catch it, I guess. Yeah. And and who knows how many takes were you know they had to do on all that. You think one of them probably would have right. been as good. Um I think Joe Pesci was probably the best part of the movie. And according to the trivia I read, he turned the he refused coming out of retirement every single time they tried to offer him the part. Mm-hmm. The rumor is uh, that he declined to be in the movie 50 times. Wow. I guess 51 was a charm. I don't know. I so. But, yeah, he turned it down apparently some like some number of like 50 times. Wow. Probably ballparking and probably exaggerating a little bit. But uh, I think the hair and makeup stood out as far as, you know, when they weren't doing the de-aging, mm-hmm. like when they were actually trying to make them even look even older than yeah. what they should be. Or what they are. Um, I think they did a good job with that. And yeah, the acting was good. But I didn't. I just didn't feel like there was any. I didn't see anything new from Marty. Okay. Like, it's old Marty doing Marty. And it's not. I'm not seeing anything new. Okay. But, and, like, again, and that's not, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not. He just kind of played it safe. Didn't take risks. <laughs> yeah, the risk he took was making a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> and expecting people to watch the entire thing. Right. I guess he figured, you know, since it's Netflix, you can watch it in increments, which it wouldn't be a bad thing to do if you had to. I mean, I don't think you're going to miss anything. You can watch it like six 42-minute <laughs> pieces. Yeah. But um, I don't, I'm sure it'll get some sort of awards yeah. uh, nominations. I don't really don't think it might win anything. If it does, I'd be surprised. Um Again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it is long. They could have taken an hour out. Some of the dull, kind of boring moments. And I love Scorsese movies. I know they're going to be there, be in there. Because it was like but, the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, they just released the director's cut. If this isn't, I'd hate to see what... Five hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, no Snyder cut needed for this movie. <laughs> but, you know, it is... It's still good, though. I mean, I'll... I mean... If you like any of these actors, if you like Scorsese movies, you're going to watch this. I mean, it's it's just kind of one of those things. Yeah. But if you're on the fence about it because of the runtime, just watch it in increments. And I think you, might, you may enjoy it more yeah. because you're not sitting through all three and a half hours. And you're just like, because I, I legit was like, well, I wonder how much is left in this. I was, I was literally halfway through it. It was like an hour and 20. And I'd already watched and there's still like an hour and 40 left. I go... Oh dear God! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it was it was 
it was something like, all right. But, um, yeah, I'm not trying to nitpick. And, but that's just how it was. I mean, that's just, you know, I was watching. I'm like, I'm not, especially because, I guess, you know, the these directors from the 70s, you know, the groundbreaking ones like Scorsese and like um, Coppola and some of the others, especially ones that are kind of talking about how basically, you know, they're dogging Marvel movies. Yeah. I'm like, how are you going to, you know, how they're not really doing anything inventive. I'm like, well, how are you going to say that and then put this three and a half hour movie that's not really inventive other than using the de-aging? Right. You're basically doing, and you're telling this, you're telling another mob story. <laughs> you know, you're not, this isn't exactly Alice doesn't live here anymore. Basically painting by numbers. <laughs> yeah. Or painting houses. Yeah. <laughs> painting by number houses. <laughs> but they, uh, so that kind of, so if you're going to kind of make that argument and then basically do exactly that, <laughs> it's, might just be, you, you know, might want to just keep your opinions to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Time to hush. <laughs> um, and just be, I don't know, just be supportive of other filmmakers. And, yeah, you know, bring in Hollywood money. Either yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah. People are still going to the movies. I mean, be glad they're doing that. Yeah. And they were, I think the biggest thing was, well, they're not going to see, the, these movies are being watched. It's yeah. just, Maybe not as many interested yeah. as they are the others. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's what I have for this week. Uh, real quick for trailers. Dropping Wednesday will be the new James Bond trailer, No Time to Die. They dropped a 15-second trailer to let you know a trailer is coming out. They dropped trailer a trailer, trailer to let you know a trailer is coming out. Trailer for a trailer. I was like, bruh, <laughs> don't even waste my time. Just drop a poster saying what they yeah. – and then say the trailer's coming out. Yeah. It's just – Nonsense. But of course I'm going to go see it because I've seen all the Bond ones. Uh, there's a new trailer for Shia LaBeouf's movie that he wrote. He didn't direct, but he wrote it and he stars in it uh, called Honey Boy. Uh, we'll post that one. New horror film. Uh, new, I think it's a Blumhouse. I think Jordan Peele probably produced it so they could put his name on there. I don't know. Uh, Antebellum. Don't know much. Um, and then for people that like period pieces, there's a new, they've decided to remake Emma again so another emma movie um and then harrison ford has a beard and uh playing playing uh in the call of the wild based on the book mm-hmm. so should be interesting those will all be on the website and then lastly um i know last week i had met, or the last episode i mentioned that we were going to drop an episode with uh director trish c um from Step Up, All In, and Pitch Perfect 3. We had to delay that because we had to reschedule the interview. So I ended up dropping the interview with, uh, or I ended up, we did the one with Chris Mancini, which if you still haven't uh, backed his Kickstarter, please go do that. That would help him out and make and give me all kinds of warm feelings. So please do that. And then, uh, then we have a Thanksgiving slash Christmas one, which I think we might have to do a part two. I was thinking about that the other day. We might have to do a part two. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> um, but anyways, so the interview with director Trish C. will actually drop this Wednesday, the 4th. So be on the lookout for that. I had an amazing time. She's an amazing person. Very chill, laid back, and was happy to answer. And has already agreed to come back when her new movie comes out. which Or uh, closer to time when, her, when she knows her 
new movies going to drop on Netflix. Um, talk to us about that and anything else we have upcoming. So cool. be ready for that one drop on Wednesday. Um, I'm very excited and very proud of that one. So uh, till then, I'm Jeff Hall. And I'm Patrick Terry. And we will see you guys next time.